Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, Mason and Ireland coming up in just a little bit. Mace is off today. AK is in. John is here. And fellas, that was a busy few hours leading up to the deadline. It seemed like I'm, half the league got traded. Andy, you may know... Because you did um, the locked on late, you do the lock on Lakers podcast, and for, before that, you did the blog with Brian at the Times. I've done every incarnation of covering is, the Lakers. There right. is okay. So, so have I, and so is Slee. Can you guys think of a busier trade deadline? Five new guys coming in at the trade deadline. I can't, but how there about, probably has been, but I how can't. About just busy trade deadline yep. period. Like I'm old enough to remember. 96 hours ago when everyone was saying it's probably going to be a dead... dead yep. You know, <laughs> and and the opposite has happened. And oh not, not just the Lakers, but the whole league. Like right. The, the mm-hmm. Lakers Which were I super love, active. The league... The Clippers, like Clippers were very active. Was making a deal, whether it was a middle-sized deal or a smaller deal. I don't I don't know if... Other than the Sacramento Kings, did they do anything? No. The Kings seem to be the one team that kind of Taylor is out. shaking his head in disgust. <laughs> well, Taylor says... I'm happy about it. Yeah, Taylor's yeah. like, hey, when you're a team in third in the West, you don't have to do Finally anything. got a good thing, don't mess it up. <laughs> At some point, I feel like a few of these teams, they're just making moves because if you don't, you're like a dork left out well, of it. Well, except, Andy, I said this yesterday. If I was a GM in the league for years, and... This has been true. Charles Barkley said it for years. The number one priority of every GM historically is don't get fired. You know, they 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 do that job defensively. Sure. They're worried about making a bad trade. They're worried about trading Delino to Shields for Pedro Martinez <laughs> and that that'll be the end of their career. But I would argue the opposite. I would argue that if you're a GM and your team stinks, and what and let's qualify what stinks means. You're out of the playoff picture and you're below 500. Sound like anybody we know? <laughs> I was going to say. Yeah, you have to do something. You can't just sit there unless you're tanking for Wimbayama or something. Mm-hmm. But you got to get in there, Andy. I think that it's part of your job to try and make the team better. And if you don't do it, give it to somebody well, else. No, but you, your job is to do it smartly. Right. Like making moves for the sake of performative making moves is actually how you eventually get fired one way or the other. Yeah, but that would be me. And I would I would be I would be, I don't think you'd be long for this ride, John Frank. Yeah. No, but I would be a GM who would I want to be fired for acts of commission, sure. not acts well, of look, omission. Here's the thing. You know? In Palinka's case, we were just talking about Rob Palinka. He has a four year deal. Right. So he doesn't actually have the pressure to make performative moves for the sake of performative moves, as much as I think he'd is like Is that true? To, yeah. I, I know that the terms you're talking about are true, but the the term of his contract is not the same thing as LeBron James's patience and Whatever. how long LeBron I, James will be an is, impactful player. All I'm saying is, as much as I know Rob Polinka would like to stay general manager, you know, president of basketball ops of this team for the next decade, he is as secure as you can be in a job that has For no that real role. security yeah. unless your name is like Masai Ujiri or mm-hmm. like R.C. Buford, like Sam Presti. Mm-hmm. Most of these guys have no security. Palinka has pretty good security. He's got a longtime relationship with the owner of the team. So I, I feel like he's he's under pressure to make smart moves, but he's not under pressure to make moves to dazzle you into thinking that you're actually doing your job. But I don't think these were moves just to make moves. No, I think that today they're, was a good day. they're better today than they were yesterday. And Today was a great day. I think... Great? Yes, great. Great. What about, why, why, why do you say great? Because I hope you're right, by the way. Because I think they are better now yes. than they were 48 hours ago. Mm-hmm. And... Maybe they're good enough to get themselves into the play-in mix. Maybe the playoff mix. We'll see. Like there, there is a lot of ground to make up for, and not a ton of time to do it. Mm-hmm. But they did the thing, at least potentially, that I've been calling for them to do for like a month, which is start building next year's team now. Start giving yourself actual options for next year, mm-hmm. where you can get a look at better supporting pieces. 
that either you can keep or they are better as trade options because they're under contract. Yeah. Sure. Or you can re-sign them. You can sign and trade them. Mm-hmm. You you have potential continuity for next year as opposed to just reshuffling the deck with a bunch of veterans minimum guys that if they play well, you know they're gone. And if they don't play well, they're not helping you. They For the first time in... A couple maybe, years now. Well, I was yeah. going to say maybe the first time in Rob Palinka's entire tenure in this position, I feel like they are actually team building mm. as opposed to just waiting for stars to fall into their lap. John, you said you love it too. Do you like it for those same reasons? I, I like it because what we've been watching over the past week is not working. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really more than over the past was, week. It's, yeah. you know, it's the 55 game sample size. It, it didn't work. And one of the hardest things to admit, if you're a, a GM, not I'm not just talking about Rob, but any GM in any sport, is this thing I built that I had confidence in Doesn't that work. was going to be really good is not working. Hmm. I've got to cut bait. Because a lot of guys will marry themselves to a certain, like marry themselves to Westbrook and say, you know, I'll sink or swim, I'll trust them, blah, blah, blah. You can't. When, when it's not working, you got to look at it. I The best example of this in, in Los Angeles sports history is Jared Goff. Yeah. Um, Jared Goff, they they moved heaven and earth to get, paid him, paid him a hundred million dollars, <laughs> right, and then had the guts to say, you know what, he's not it. It didn't work. Yeah. It's or, he, I, we think we need a different guy to win the Super Bowl, and they they paid to get out of it. Yes, they did. Yeah. A premium. Yeah, a premium. And, and they cashed in. A lot of teams in. don't do it. I, yeah. You're right, and it worked. And there's a and what is it? Banners fly forever, right? And all of those, and they yeah. they did it. Let's say Jaquaski Tart doesn't drop that interception. I know. Let's say that Aaron yeah. Donald doesn't get to Joe Burrow and that they win that game. And now the Rams have the season they just had on the heels of just missing. Mm. And now you've got an aging quarterback who is injury riddled and all of these other things. But you just missed it. But now that desert that lays out in front of you is right. even yeah. but, longer. But fortune favors the bold. That's I true. mean, if teams that are willing to go for it are <laughs> oftentimes <crypto>. rewarded. <laughs> You know, and so unless it's two, unless it's cryptocurrency, yeah, and then then you're in trouble. Although Mason, it says I'm buying more. Okay, you, you, you have at it, man. I, Go yeah. for it. Sit Mason down and have him explain he, he to you how cryptocurrency it. works. Sit, sit he can, but he, he just says I, I'm I, uh, I'm yeah. smarter than everyone else. I'm going to no, he, sell he my crypto of, at the top of the market. He sees a bunch of millennials and Gen Ayers buying yeah. this stuff. Is that the new one, the Gen A? I think that's what they're called. We've, Gen, we've gone back to the top. I think they are. The Gen <laughs> from Gen Z to Gen A overnight. Well, we're Gen X. You're just, are you Gen X? I'm, I'm a baby I'm, boomer. I'm J Mac. I'm Gen X. I'm, we You're are X. Like firmly Gen X. Yes. We're in the dead middle of it. Yes, indeed. The last generation that knows how to be bored. Slee, how old are you? <laughs> 40. He's tagging on to Gen Z. He's, He's right in between Gen Z and Gen X. Yeah, you're you're more Z than X. I want to go back to something you said about uh, the Russell Westbrook thing. Yeah. It wasn't working. Obviously, it never really worked. It never really fit in, et cetera, et cetera. Um, Dave McMenamin had this to say on TV today about Russ moving on. And as one source told me, you remove a vampire from the locker room. Uh, that meaning a vampire sucks the, lo- the blood out of the locker room. Uh, Russell Westbrook moves on. Okay, so put the vampire thing aside for half a second. Yeah. But he obviously is headed to Utah. They're likely to buy him out. Okay. And, and what's Russell Westbrook's future in this league moving forward? If, if that's the perception of what he brings to your team, his play is deteriorating. He doesn't seem to be wildly popular in locker rooms where he goes. We'll see how expensive or not he is moving forward. But is there a scenario, a, a, a puzzle that exists where we saw Russell Westbrook play his last game on Tuesday night? Yeah, but I think it's unlikely, Andy, don't you think? I mean, it's somebody. it only takes one, and there are 30 of them. And who needs what he does? Like, that's where I keep leaning. Like, who needs? We're trying what to he think of which team in the league would say, "Hey, you they're don't want in a this young position. They're in this spot. A good team doesn't want him." So, um, where does that? Right. Where does that? Let lead me you? let me give you a potential landing spot for Russ. Look at Portland. All right, Portland has two great starting guards, Damian Lillard and Anthony Simons. Yep, they play a lot of minutes. When they go to the bench, it's not great. Um, Scott Brooks is the lead assistant in Portland. Absolutely swears by Russ. I emcee his golf tournament every year. Mm. 
And one year I was playing with him. With Russ or Brooks? With Scott. Okay. And I said, Scott's a great guy. And, you know, really positive, upbeat. You can tell why he's a coach. He's, you know, coaches guys up, gives them confidence. And I said, you know, Scott, Russ has been one of my favorite players in the league because I love how hard he plays. Um, I just think he wants it more than everybody else. He's just, you know, you get your money's worth if you pay that guy. I just can't understand why he's just such a jerk off the court. And Brooks stops. We're walking. And he stops and he said, you've never been more wrong about anything. And I went, what? He goes, he's the best. I said, best at what? He goes, he's the best. He'll, he'll, he's the type of guy that if he comes in and he hears a rookie has a car that won't start, he throws him his car keys and says, here, take mine and just give it back to me You know, when you get a new one. And then he'll call an Uber to take himself home. He's the type of guy where if he sees a young guy that's running around and he's not dressed like the other guys, he'll go, come with me. I'm going to go buy you a suit. He will literally, if, if you're his size, he'll give you a suit. He's like, according to Scott, he is like a dream teammate. And I said, so why is he so obstinate and so standoffish with the media? And he said, doesn't trust you guys. Thinks you guys are out to get him. Doesn't think you understand him. Doesn't think you understand what's important to him. Well, he may be right. He may be wrong. None of that is actually relevant to the question of whether or not he can help your well, team. Right, right. Or but here's or what I'm saying. Into your culture. That's the type of... Of scenario where scenario he where he would land where somebody where yeah. Brooks is somebody vouches for him or yeah. Uh, yeah. you know there's a guy in in uh, Detroit an assistant in Detroit named Rex Kalamian mm-hmm. who used to work out with Russ every day in Oklahoma City Rex has been all over the league he's oh, been yeah. in Toronto he's been with the Clippers that's when I met him when I used to do games for the Clippers 20 years ago and I've stayed friends with them Rex won't say a bad thing about Russ so he's the re- the way I'm trying to answer your question, Trav, is: Is there a scenario where we never see him play again? Sure. Is it likely? I don't think so because of the respect he commands inside coaching circles. Now, sure. having said that, you talked to anybody off of Frank Vogel staff last year; he'll tell you Russ killed him. Hmm. Probably had more to do with Frank getting fired than anybody. Hmm. You talk to people on Darvin. Darvin said, Russ played hard for me. That's all I ever asked him to do. But you get to the assistants and you talk to them on the staff and they say, we told, we tell him to do one thing. He just goes out and tries to win the game by himself. So I think he's got to dial I, back, Andy, or he's probably th- going to run into I the same problem again. I think there is a chance he could get you know, picked up as a buyout guy You know, because it's a low-cost flyer. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't work, you just cut him. The really interesting question is off this off yeah. Yes. Right. Yeah. Because I think every team that pitches him or that he tries to pitch, however you want to put it, they're going to say, it's a bench roll, take it or leave it. Mm-hmm. From the beginning. Like, you have to lay those terms from the beginning. Well, I think he accepted the bench roll here, guys. But he didn't like it, though. He but, accepted it. He accepted but it, but he didn't then he like would go it. In, but then he would go in the game. And he would try and win the game by himself, which which is weird. You don't want to discourage a guy of playing hard, not. but you've got to tell him on this team you don't need to put your head down. It hurts him. Dribble as fast as yeah. you can to the rim and throw it into the backboard. Yeah, we have LeBron and AD <laughs> yeah. on this team. It, it's it's a catch twenty two. That what makes him him is this unrelenting belief that I can win the game. Right. And that's what makes great players. By the way, Andy, you'll appreciate that. That's why Kobe said I've, he's the one guy I, I associate with me more than anybody. Because Kobe was the same way. You could tell Kobe, Hey Kobe, you're 28 points down. There's four minutes to go. We're pulling you out. And Kobe would go, no, no, I'm winning. But but those guys that have that singular belief, I, the best chance we have is for me to do what I do. Right. And And he believes that with all his heart. A hundred percent. Yeah. For a very long time, he was right. He's wrong now. Mm-hmm. And and to throw that switch to, oh, I'm going to stop doing that, I don't think guys like Kobe, like Russell Westbrook, guys that are wired like that can ever accept what you well, just said. Hey, I need you to be option well, okay. four. I, I, along I those do that. Along those lines, I remember about a decade ago when Lamar Odom was made sixth man of the team. And, you know, he eventually embraced it because Lamar's just a team-first guy. And he, yeah, he didn't like it. He did not like it in the beginning at all. He said, and I quote, Phil Jackson must have lost his rabbit mind. Like, he was mad about this in the beginning. And Kobe came out to talk to us after Lamar had talked to us, and Kobe had said, 
that he actually thought that Lamar would really flourish in this role. He's like, he gets to run his own unit, you know, he gets to change tempo. We know he's going to close games because he's one of our best players. I think this is going to be great for him. And I asked Kobe, and I, I worded this incredibly specifically and carefully. I said, could you ever picture yourself in that type of role at the end of your career? And he looks at me and goes, that's the dumbest question you've ever asked me. <laughs> and and doesn't mean he was blowing smoke no. up Lamar's butt. No. With, what he's saying, he's like, that's a great role for Lamar. Yeah, right. not, I'm not, not doing not it. Cool. <laughs> He'd I, rather walk than uh, do that. Uh, so would Russell Westbrook. So I, I know we're we're getting to the end here, but I'm just asking everything that, that just went down. You get one team. I know this this answer used to be different. I yeah. want to know how different it is yeah. now. One team in the West, who you taking? Phoenix. Yeah. Phoenix. <laughs> wow. And I was I, – I, Alan, have been a I, Golden I know. State slash Clippers guy all year. Mm-hmm. Make a case for somebody else with KD there. The only case wow. I would make maybe for Denver is he – they have a player that is so uniquely hard to deal with that very few players around the – teams around the league have somebody that can match up specifically with Jokic. Mm-hmm. Like there is no – there's no guarding Nikola Jokic. No, no, there KD, isn't. KD, Devin Booker, Chris Paul, DeAndre. Aiden, that's four Damn, really sure. good players. If DeAndre Ayton is the fourth best player on your team, you're in really good shape. No question mm-hmm. about and it. And by the way, when he's healthy, TJ Warren's good. Mm-hmm. Super Crosstalk is powered by In-N-Out Burger. That's what a hamburger is all about. Mason in Ireland coming up next. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Ah! Hey, hey, hey. It's Mason in Ireland. Uh, you think we got anything to talk about today? Woo! You left here at what time last night? Um, It's funny. I left here at about 10.30 because after... Brian and I concluded the 11 straight hours of commercial-free LeBron coverage slash turned into D'Angelo Russell, Malik Beasley, Jared Vanderbilt arriving coverage. Right. We had to re-record our Locked on Lakers podcast that we had done before we came here because it went from a show where we talked about the potential implications of this rumored deal to a new show that was, well, the deal just happened. Let's tell you what it means. Um, I always root for a very active trade deadline. This even exceeded what I root for. And I, you and I have been covering this league for a long time. I'm really surprised the Nets traded Kevin Durant. I thought they were at least going to have him stick around for the rest of this season. They basically just put up a white flag and said, punt. On this season. See, I disagree. Are you? I disagree. Well, I'm not going to say that I'm surprised or not surprised. It's This was always going to be so fluid. I don't think, though, that they just put up a white flag. I think they did really well for themselves. The team that they actually have right now reminds me a lot of the team that they had and blew up to experience the thing that is Kyrie and KD. Right. I actually think they are, all things considered, other than the Ben Simmons piece of this that is just going to be a difficult thing to figure out right i actually think they're in pretty good shape miles miles bridges i mean or excuse me no, michael bridge mikhail bridges miles yeah. bridges you don't want any part of yeah but the bridges that they got is a good 
three and D score. He's not just like a three and D wing. Right. He's a three and D score. Cam Thomas is an absolute score. Right. Uh, Spencer Didwitty is a solid player. Nick Claxton, I think, is going to be in the running for both defensive player of the year and most improved player of the year. They have depth. They picked up picks, things like that. I actually think they did as well as they potentially could under these circumstances, especially if they just said, let's get the thing done and move forward. Yeah, I um, I completely disagree with you. I think that if you study the history of the NBA, no team without all-stars ever wins the title. And now they're a team without all-stars. Right, but and, well, Bridges Bridges is like an all-star adjacent guy. Cam Thomas may one day turn into one. Right. Uh, Claxton was playing borderline all-star level. But also, too, if your all-star wants out. Well, okay, you've taken me where I want to go. And that's to the Lakers. The, the trade you guys talked about a lot last night, the three-team trade. Lakers get D'Angelo Russell, Malik Beasley, and Jared Vanderbilt. Jazz get Russell Westbrook, Juan Toscano-Anderson, Damian Jones, and a 27 first-round pick. By the way, the Jazz did really well in this deal. Uh, the Wolves get Mike Conley, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, and picks. That trade makes sense to me for all three teams. Um, the one, late today they traded Patrick Beverly to Orlando for Mo Bamba. Doesn't bother me. Lakers have a lot of guards. Mo Bamba might like turn that. into something. I like something. that trade. Yeah. It's a good trade. Um, the one that I'm getting the most reaction about is Thomas Bryant to Denver for Devon Reed and three number two picks. Like that trade too. Um, on the surface, I don't get it. Why do you like it? Because with Anthony Davis healthy and Jared Vanderbilt, who can be a small ball center, six eight, six six eight, six nine, but okay. he, he's played that role. LeBron soaking up front court minutes sometimes, even as a small ball center. Rui Hachimura in there. Wenyan Gabriel still available. Thomas Bryant's role was going to dramatically shrink anyway. And we've seen since AD has come back, if Thomas Bryant does not have a featured offensive role, his value and impact drops dramatically. Plus, Thomas Bryant has already outplayed his contract to the point where the Lakers are not going to be able to keep him. So they might as well make this into a process where you eventually spin it into Mo Bamba somebody that they might actually be able to keep next year. Here's why the trade didn't make sense to me and still doesn't, but I'm going to add a wrinkle to it here in a second. Um, what's the defining characteristic of Anthony Davis over the last three years? Gets injured. Right. So when he gets injured again, who plays center? I don't care. If he gets injured, this is all done. I, I honestly I don't give a crap. If if Anthony Davis misses significant time, this is all done. So who cares? Like we I think it is whoever they, is building the roster has to care. But it does but I'm saying it doesn't matter. Like it we we've already seen how well Thomas Bryant played with Anthony Davis not there. He was starting, he yeah, did really great. well. And I would have what? liked to have seen him to start AD at the four right, and Bryant but, at the five. They just never did it. But here's what happened. They barely like played like 500 I don't remember the exact record but like 500 ish under total duress and the best possible like the worst possible circumstances that's the best they could do they can't just play 500 moving forward so if AD gets hurt it doesn't matter who cares I've got a piece of bad news here all things considered not shocking LeBron out against Milwaukee tonight so, oh come on! The it, we were gonna have an uphill battle anyway because so many guys have been traded. But the best game of the year, Andy, has been Lakers at Milwaukee because LeBron and AD showed up on the same night, and Giannis showed up on the same night, and it was great. Um, I just got a text from the Lakers. LeBron has been downgraded to out for tonight against Milwaukee. Do they have enough players to actually put onto the court tonight? You're gonna see some G League guys. You're going to see oh, Scotty Pippen Jr. You're going to see uh, Cole Swider. Cole Swider. You're going to see a lot of Lonnie Walker. Jay a Huff lot of Austin Reeves. Oh, Jay Huff. He's a great inside. Uh, but no <laughs> LeBron uh, for the Lakers tonight. All right. Really glad I'm going tonight. This was a good day to go. And by the way, this is the most because everybody thought tonight was going to be the night to break 
for LeBron to break the record? It's the most expensive I, ticket of the I, year. I don't know if you noticed this, but down the stretch of the loss against OKC, LeBron had his shoe off and he was rubbing one of his feet. Yeah. Like, and and I, I asked the question, why is he out of the game? It's a four-point game with 30 seconds left. Maybe his foot was starting to bother him. I mean, his foot's been bothering him all season. It's left ankle soreness is the official it's the one it always reason is. that one. he's out. He has been downgraded to out for tonight's game. All right. Um, we don't take a lot of calls on this show, but we will today because I want to know what you guys think of these three trades. All right. The first trade is Lakers get D'Angelo Russell, Malik Beasley, and Jared Vanderbilt. They send out Russell Westbrook, Juan Toscano-Anderson, Damian Jones, and a 2027 first-round pick. The second trade, Thomas Bryant to Denver for Devon Reed and three second-round picks. The third trade, Patrick Beverly to Orlando for Mo Bamba. We got a whole new team. What do you guys think of it? 877 710 ESPN 877-710-3776 Andy Kamenitsky in for Mace I'm John Ireland ESPN LA Now let's talk about the play of the week The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac Weighing heavy on the team Hypnotic was in the cup Blue and ready for the play And boom Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist To Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish Shaken, strained, poured It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. All right, today it's Andy Kamenetsky and Ireland, and we're reacting to the trade deadline. The Lakers made three deals today. Andy and I have both been covering the Lakers for years. We cannot, between the two of us, remember a more active trade deadline for the Lakers. Let's let you guys react to some of this stuff. Here is Greg in Whittier. Hey, Greg, you're on ESPN LA. Hi. Hey, guys. So, yeah, to Andy's point, um, if AD goes down, it's over. And AD's going to go down. It's what he does. So, Thomas Bryant was a finisher at the rim. He made big plays. Uh, He worked really well with LeBron. I don't think that's a great move. I I don't know if it's true that he asked out because he wasn't getting... Yeah, that's what I was going to touch on, Greg, is... And Andy, I'm really curious what you think of this. He asked for a trade last week, according to Ramona Shelburne. He was upset yeah. with his minutes. And Andy, if you have a guy in your locker room who wants out, is it worth keeping him even if he wants out? I mean, do you I want mean, a guy who doesn't want to be there? If you really need him, yeah, sometimes you have to say, look, we're sorry. We will do our best to make you happy. We need you here. In the case of Thomas Bryant, I don't think they needed him here because, again, assuming Anthony Davis is healthy and you've got Jared Vanderbilt coming in, who can be a small ball center, you've got LeBron taking up front court minutes, including sometimes small ball center, Rory Hachimura in there. Maybe they thought that Mo Bamba would be coming anyway. Yeah. You've got Wenyan Gabriel. Thomas Bryant's minutes were going to be drastically dry. You know, it's funny, before Ramona tweeted that out, uh, about him wanting a trade request. Yeah. I had actually tweeted out that I thought this was a great move for Thomas Bryant because Denver needs a legitimate backup center that they can keep on the floor when Jokic isn't playing. His opportunity is going to be better in Denver. Yeah, but that if you're a Laker fan, you only care. Like, I'm Greg, I, I, he, we lost Greg, but I, I would assume if you're a Laker fan, you don't care about Denver. You know, you just want to know why the Lakers traded Thomas well, Bryant. Well, A, because he wanted to. B, because I don't think he was going to have the same role. If everybody's healthy, Thomas Bryant's minutes are going to start getting drastically dropped anyway. Like, he's not going to be playing much. Hmm. Um, here is Daniel in North Hills. Hey, Daniel, you're on ESPN LA. Hi. 
Hi, thanks for taking my call. Sure. I love all the moves the Lakers made. They got younger. They got more cost-controlled players for even after this year, even when the league Beasley even has a team option. They got young, athletic, and you know they they the what's his name um, the center we just we just gave uh, Thomas Bryant. He was oh, Thomas Bryant. He wasn't even going to be coming back next year. Right. So you got to get you got to get pieces for them. I hate. For a long time, we would just let guys go, not get anything back. Mo Bamba, an athletic big center that can stretch the floor. We didn't need Beverly. He wasn't going to be back next year. These are moves for this year and going forward. You know, we put protections on the first-round pick just in case we are so bad. And, you know, normally the best players in the drafts are in those first few picks. Remember back in the day, the Steve Nash trade, it made a big difference that we had protections on that first round pick, right? Which he did. You got D'Lo to shoot threes. I mean, it makes so much sense. Malik Beasley, which we'll have to figure out in the locker room with uh, with um, him and uh, Scottie Pippen, right? But um, it's it's a really good move. Very smart and um, very excited about. Uh, the next few years for them. It's right. very, very good. Well, so thanks, Daniel. He's like you, Andy. He likes all the trades. I, I, yeah. One of the points that he brought up that I think is really important, too, is the Lakers were going to have probably no ability to keep Thomas Bryant because of the way CBA rules, him being on a one-year veterans minimum deal, they weren't going to be able to afford him. It's like what happened with Malik Monk Yeah, because this Tom, offseason. what I, I looked at, Thomas Bryant and Mo Bamba are basically a similar skill set. Yes. So if they, that would make sense. If, right. If, if it, they had already decided we can't pay Thomas Bryant, you might as well, well get Well, I mean, somebody. it's not even that they don't want to. Like, they literally can't. It's like right. what happened with Malik Monk. The Lakers wanted to keep Malik Monk, but because of the contract structure, him being on a veteran's minimum one-year deal, which, by the way, those type of deals have been boxing the Lakers in to no options the last couple of years Getting all these different role players on actual salaries, they've upgraded the quality of their role players, but they've upgraded the quality of their options. Um, Solomon, Lake Balboa, what do you think of the trades? I like most all of them, guys. I hate to see Brian go as well. I really liked him. He was a great backup center. But like you've been pointing out, I believe they're getting three picks in that deal. So you're replenishing that. And... You get a seven footer as opposed to six ten. I know it's just two inches, but you know there's some big trees in the league. Nothing wrong with a nice seven footer that's got a skill set. So I'm I'm happy. I'm happy the direction the Lakers are going in. So uh, uh, good. let's see what happens for this season. All right, thanks, man. Um, let's go to Tony in Diamond Bar. Hey, Tony, you're on ESPN LA. Hi. Hi. So, um, you know, I think overall the Lakers made, you know, the perfect moves that they needed to make. You know, going into the season, there was a question with, you know, the the wings, the the defense, the size. I think they really addressed that with Jared Vanderbilt, Malik Beasley, Rui Hachimura, Mo Mo Bamba. So, you know, getting rid of the guys like JTA, Damian Jones, um, Thomas Bryant, who we're going to miss as well. But those are guys that, you know, we're always – you know, replaceable, in my opinion. And, you know, given the financial restrictions that Rob Polinka had entering this season, I think he's done, you know, a great job with utilizing those assets and really changing the outlook of the season. I think the Lakers can legitimately compete for a title. Good. All right, I hope you're right. Thanks for the phone call. Here is Paul in Studio City. Paul, what do you think of these trades? Guys, I hate to be, you know, on the opposite end of this, and this is not going to be a popular take by any means, right? But, So, yeah, the trades were all good and everything, but in in my opinion, man, I feel like we tried to recreate Showtime, and what I mean by that is Kareem, right? LeBron would be Kareem, AD would be like Magic, we would have a nice high-powered offense, and we were all for it. We caught Magic, we caught Lightning in a bottle for one year, we got one ring out of it. I just feel like, look, we can't give LeBron, as a Laker fan, I'm a lifelong Laker fan, I'm not willing to give him the same treatment and patience that we gave Kobe Bryant because Kobe earned it and deserved it with us. I don't think that management should be waiting much longer. I feel like we really need to blow this team up and get what we can while AD and LeBron have their value. So if they make a playoff push, I actually think at the end of the season, we dump the two of them and we build now because if we don't, it's going to put us back five to ten years. If we wait to see LeBron and we let him play with his son and we do all that in Laker uniform, we're not going to win rings that way. 
So I, I think Rob should just blow this team up personally. All right. Thanks, Paul, for the phone call. Andy, I'm going to give him three words. Actually, it's a hyphenated word. And then a third word. What are the three words? Star effing town. Right. Star driven. Star effing, effing driven town. Yeah, that. Okay. Um, It's a star driven town. You've, you, you, you send off LeBron and AD and you become the Anaheim Well, Ducks. okay, look, that's actually, I will agree with Paul. That's a bad reason to keep something together that you right. don't think is going to work. If you think the LeBron AD era has just run its course quicker than you thought it would, you got a championship out of it, does that suck? Is it kind of disappointing? Sure. But if you actually think we've gotten the best out of it, keeping these guys around for relevancy is an awful way to run a team because you're just spinning your wheels and you're going to end up depleting assets trying to really pretend that you're contending. You're cosplaying contention. You're not actually contending. But if you actually believe, for basketball reasons, that it's worth keeping these guys around, then you need to do something like what they did today, which is beyond help this year's roster they are making themselves far better in terms of their options for next year. They are in so much of a better position to build a better team around LeBron and AD next year than they were just 48 hours ago. All right, NBA trade deadline day. A plethora of trades have been made, including three of them by the Lakers, bringing in five new players who are all going to be on the team as of tonight. I don't think any of them will play. I think it's, you know, logistically getting them here and getting their physicals. I don't know that, though. I've been texting with my friends at the Lakers all day. They're, obviously, there's a lot of moving parts here. Uh, when do these guys get here? How quickly can you get them here? But I think you'll see most of them on Saturday when we play the Warriors in San Francisco. And the Warriors shipped out James Wiseman today. I know. Former number two pick in the draft. They, uh, they don't have Steph right now. Right. They sent Wiseman to Detroit. But uh, they're not the, – Sadiq Bay was in that deal, but he's not going back to Golden State. He's going to Atlanta. Um, so there's a lot of moving parts and trades. Yeah, there and, had been rumors that actually it was going to be John Collins going to the Warriors, but apparently he's f staying in Atlanta forever on the block. Yeah, I, that guy has been on the trading block, like, since he got no, there. No, he, he, you know, he, he's now the new Miles Turner. Right. True. And Miles Turner just got a big contract. Right. All right. Um, when we come back, we'll spin the wheel of questions. Take more of your phone calls at 877-710-ESPN. Andy in for Mace. I'm John Ireland, ESPN LA. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, let's see what the... Okay, interesting. If you could hear what someone is thinking for a day, which person's thoughts would you want to hear? All right, so you get one crack at this. You get an entire day of knowing what some exactly what someone is thinking. Hmm. Um, boy, it'd be perfect if it was someone you were negotiating with. Yeah. You know, but you, you might not have that opportunity. Bergman, one day you get to hear someone's thoughts. Whose thoughts would you like to hear? So, I know this is kind of going against the question, I think, but can I make it my dog? That is not going against the question, and of course you can make it your dog. Then, yes, I'm taking my dog. I want to know See, what Lola's thought, thinking all day long. I thought you were going to go where I'm going to go. Where's that? I thought you would say Riley. I want, she kind of tells me everything she's thinking no, at 11 I, years old. I, so we're all parents here. <laughs> the scariest thing about parenting is you don't know what your kids are getting and what they're not getting. And if they're picking up on the things you're trying to teach them. I think it would be a killer parenting tool if I could know what Jack Ireland was thinking for an entire day. I might be extremely disappointed. He might not be thinking anything. But I think that's where I'm going. Jorge, what about you? Oh, I am going with Maite for sure. Yeah, I and mean, Maite yeah. is what, four? She's four, and she's like yeah. a sponge. So she's thinking of all kinds. I want to see what her thoughts are. Well, I was going to say it. I as want a, the food. As a, yeah, exactly. I want the TV. As a four-year-old, though, like there can be a communication gap. 
Like my daughter and Greg's daughter, like they're now old enough where they can express themselves pretty right. clearly. So I don't necessarily have to guess too much what my daughter is thinking. Like it's funny. Like there are certain ones I know I don't want to know all the time. Like right. I don't want to know what my wife is thinking twenty four seven for like an entire day. I don't want to know. Like that probably could be an unpleasant experience. Like I think she thinks a lot of good stuff about me, but you know, you spend enough time. I'm sure you're the way with your wife, or hey, like spend oh, yeah. enough time. Why aren't you, you talking to me? Well, I mean, because <laughs> you end up hearing what your ex wife I didn't want to go there, but <laughs> since you brought it up, yeah, boy, it, it and none of us picked one that you could monetize. But there has to be a way. But who around here? I mean, like, do you really want to know what Amanda or Scott or if Sam I'm if I'm negotiating a contract? I absolutely. But you're not right know. now, right? Um, but I'm thinking just in in general. Like, how about this? You go. Okay, so this is a little backwards, but you go on Jeopardy. And you know exactly what Ken Jennings is thinking, and he's got the answer. But I feel like that's just cheating. <laughs> like, that's actually just a, like... No, here's the rules like of this Googling. game. You, no, it's not. The rules of the game is I get to pick one person for an entire day that I get to know what they're thinking. They shoot five Jeopardy shows a day. I could run the table five times right. and cash you're, in. Right, you're <laughs> suggesting cheating. <laughs> that's what you're at. But I'm not it's making a moral judge of the fantasy. It's a fantasy, sure. I, I just... That's not so much wanting to hear people's thoughts as it is trying to game the system. Exactly. <laughs> okay, well, there you go then. Huh. How is it not the dog, though? Like, I've, have you not wanted to know what, what's the new dog's name? Murphy. Murphy. Do you think you don't want to know what Murphy's thinking about? I want to know that despite our best efforts to potty train this dog for the last month, and half the time he'll go right outside and go right where we want him to go, the other half of the time he just ignores it. Pees and poops wherever you know he wants. Well, you can ask him, and you can see if he's responding to what you're actually and asking. I think his response it. would be, I'm a dog. I do whatever <laughs> I want. We have a pit mix who is, he's a sweet boy, but he is super neurotic. Yeah. And the last couple nights, he's just been getting up at like three or four in the morning. He acts like he wants Sounds to go like out. Sounds like me. But you take him out, and he doesn't, like, he is so hard to pin down what's bugging him. It would be nice to know what the hell's bugging Bobo. Does he? Does he? <laughs> Bobo? Does he sleep on the bed? He, yeah, he does. So okay, wait a so minute. It might just be that. Just wasn't the Bobo the, the name of the clown that you wrote the sitcom about? Uh, yeah. The, well, no, that was the monkey. The monkey. <laughs> the, the it wasn't monkey. Bobo the name of the monkey. Well, yes, Bobo. Bobo came to us from a foster, and that was his name okay. already. We didn't All name right. him Bobo. Oh, okay. So because I thought he might have been the inspiration no, for the no, TV no, 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 show, no, no. which I think once again needs to be made. Commander and Chimp. Commander in Chimp <laughs> is just waiting. It for really the, is. Well, you already got Jay Moore. He says he's in. He's in. Yeah, Jay Moore wants to be on in, involved in some way with Commander in Chimp. Okay, look, I love to have Jay Moore involved. I got to be honest, I cannot promise him outright the role of the scheming vice president because it's an incredible role. Okay, like he may need to screen test. What about as president, Jay? You know what, the president, the would guy be who good. loses to Bobo. Well. Well, he he in our script the president Bobo is already president. Well, no, Bobo is okay. his pet monkey. Got it. And the scheming vice president who wants to be president. Right. He he puts a a typo on the elections. The president's name yeah. is Bob. It's like okay. Bob Johnson. He creates a typo. Well, where Jay it's Moore Bobo. has already played Bob Sugar. Okay. So he could slide right into that role. You know what? If Jay Moore wants to attach himself to this thing, the role of the president is promised to you, Jay. All right. There you go, Jay. I'm looking out for you. Uh, let's get back to the phones because we, we promised we'd let you guys react to these trades. Um, Carlton in Ventura is online. Carlton, three Laker trades. What do you think? Okay. The first trade is definitely the best trade because Russell Westbrook was going to be a cancer. and He already started to be one. I don't like the second trade because it would have been nice to keep Bryant. Right. And Patrick Beverly, has he ever fouled anybody? Never. I mean, <laughs> Not in his entire I bet. Time, I, I, I don't think I've ever seen him foul anyone. Well, if you so, ask him, he's never fouled anyone. Patrick Beverly is under the impression that every foul involving him is reviewable right. and that coaches yeah. have unlimited challenges. You know what's funny, Carlton? You know who else was like that, believe it or not? Never committed a foul his entire career, and you can watch any highlight that involves him getting called for a foul. Kobe? 
Magic Johnson. Oh. Like every time oh. the ref called a foul, Magic would look at him like, what? Look, every player yeah. thinks they never committed a foul. Stu, Stu Lance also, laughs about that all the time during broadcasts. The fan that got up there and said, I, I know you guys aren't going to like this, but I think we should blow this team up. Right. That's the third fan after the first year is not going to watch the Lakers for the next 10 years. And that's why Gene made a, a perfect move when she paid Kobe all that money because, like you said, L.A. is a star-driven town. Yeah, they're not going to They're not going to field a team, the Lakers. And thank you for the phone call, Carl. Star-effing-driven town. Yeah, the, the, Jeannie understands that better than almost anybody I know. That her that was her dad's philosophy. This is a star-driven town. She, I'd be very shocked if she fielded a team with no stars. If she did what the Nets did, I'd be really surprised. By the way, you like the return the Nets got, but could you ever bring yourself to trade Kevin Durant? If I, I know that Kevin Durant wants out that badly, and it's, you know, this is his second time in, like, what, six months right. that he requested a deal, I mean, a trade, and we've already seen Kevin Durant gets perpetually unhappy or dissatisfied wherever he is, and it's going to be difficult to attract free agents if they feel like KD's got one foot out the door, your your organization's going to be paralyzed if you keep staying with somebody that you know wants out or know. You're um you're presenting the Michael Thompson argument. Michael feels if a player ever comes to you, if you're a GM in the league and a player ever comes to you and says, I don't want to be here. I don't like what you're doing with this team. I want out. Michael would immediately trade him, get him out. And he said the guy he got that from was Jerry West. That when he came to the Lakers, Michael was super excited. By the way, he's going to be in shortly, so he can comment on some of this stuff. But um, he was super excited, and he said the first conversation he had with Jerry West is, uh, hey, we're really happy to have you. We're going to switch you to a bench role. I know you're used to being a starter, but we're going to have you back up. But, you know, both Kareem and A.C. Green and, you know, you and Kurt Rambis are going to be providing the bench, you know, support. And we think you're going to be great at it. But if for any reason – you don't want to be here. Just come talk to me, and we'll get you out of here. Um, it was just his philosophy that you don't want a disgruntled person in your organization. Um, and so maybe the Nets finally came around to that way of thinking. Well, I mean, look you you have to get you have to get something in return that makes you happy. Like you know, Doctor Bus ultimately didn't trade Kobe in part because Kobe having a no trade clause made it extremely difficult. To trade him because you were negotiating with both the Lakers and Kobe. Right. Like, it's not that Dr. Buss was totally unwilling to move Kobe. It was, I can't move you for a package that will satisfy us. I feel like the Nets were in a position where they needed to move forward, and it was going to be impossible to move forward with Durant. They clearly didn't want to move him, but I think they just realized it's not going to get any better than this. And Mikhail Bridges is a really good player. Like, Cam Johnson can be a good rotation player. I believe they got picks out of it. Like, it's about as good as they were going to do under terrible circumstances. Uh, um, they got four first-round picks. Who did? The, the the Nets. Yeah. They got four first-round picks yeah. on top of Mikael Bridges. And All right. Uh, here comes Michael. And... I think Michael is going to agree with me. I think if you have Kevin Durant, you just don't trade him. No, no, I don't agree with that. All right, what what do you think about what the Nets did with Kevin Durant? I am of the Jerry West philosophy. Yeah, I just told that story that Jerry West. That's why I'm surprised that you thought Michael would disagree. No, no, no. But but you also know how good Durant is. uh, You're like you have more respect for Durant than anybody I know. Yes, yes, because uh, when he was with the Warriors, he was clearly the best player in basketball, and he was the one driving the bus up there, no matter what. uh, uh, What's the name? Charles. Charles Barkley said, "I saw it firsthand how great and unstoppable he was." But it's like in any place of business, Ireland. If you don't want to be here. Please, and I'm, I'm the boss, and your mind's not here, your body's not here, your heart's not here, then move on. I can move on. Okay. We'll, we'll, we were here before you, we'll survive without you. So I was texting with you today, Michael, and I was the one who told you about the Thomas Bryant yeah, trade. Right. And I, as I told you when I texted you, 
I didn't love it because I think Thomas Bryant's been really well, good this year. But yeah. but he apparently, according to Ramona, went to the Lakers last week and asked for a trade. In your mind, that's it? As soon as he asks for the trade, you've got to make arrangements to get him out? Yep. Whether you're a role player or a superstar, once you, don't, you decided my heart's not here anymore, once you decided uh, you're in a relationship, romantic or, or professional, and your heart's not anymore, Ireland, it's time to go, right? Why would you? Why would your job be any different from a romantic or personal relationship? Because people change their minds. I mean, remember when Kobe said, "Trade me to Pluto," and Doctor Buss said, was, "I'm not trading you." He was just mad, right? But he went to Doctor Buss and said, "I want out." Yeah. In your mad. world, you're saying you would have well, traded him. Well, think about that. He went to Doctor Buss, the greatest owner in sports history, and he also had Jerry West here, the greatest uh, president or GM in sports history, to c- convince him to trust us. We're going to make this work because he could trust those guys. But you trust Joe Sy and, and Brooklyn? What's again, Doctor Buss was willing to move Kobe if he could have gotten a package that he wanted yeah, right. and also that Kobe would have signed off on the deal. Yeah. Right. So it's, not that, doc, it's yeah. not that Dr. Buss was unwilling to do it. Right. It was I'm not willing to do it. Like remember the Kobe wanted to go to Chicago yeah. to mm-hmm. play with Lou Aldang. That's right. The Lakers are like <laughs> we want Lou Aldang. He's the best player on the Bulls. We have to get him. Mm-hmm. Kobe's like, "Well, I'm not going to the Bulls right. if Lou Aldang's not there." Yeah. Under normal circumstances, Kobe might have been traded to the Bulls. Yeah. Um, Michael, I've been saying all along you disagree with me that I th- think the Warriors are the team to beat in the West. What? I think with their experience. What and- are you even looking at? I, I know. <laughs> Did you see the I game know. last night? I know. But you're going to be happy now. You quit living in the past. Look through the windshield. Uh, windshield I am now the ri- because now, mirror. Michael, the what? team I'm picking to win the West is Phoenix. Of course. Now they got KD and as long as they stay healthy, they're the, team to, they're the favorites to come out of the West and to win it all. Um, the Warriors, you see what they did today with uh, James Weissman? Yeah, you, you've been wondering for a while yeah, why they don't you, play who, him. Whoever made that decision, I don't know how they lived that down because LaMelo Ball was sitting there. Right. I don't get it. It's not as and, it's and not it's, as bad as taking Marvin Bagley over Luka, but it's well, close. No, no, not even close to that. Yeah. But the fact that, and not only, okay, so you, you pick Weissman, then develop him. How do you let him sit for three years and you don't teach him how to play? I, I don't get that. But anyway, I like the, the fact that Thomas Bryant's now in Denver was fine because – I like how they replace him with Mo Bamba. Bamba's got some skills. That's another thing, too. In, in Orlando, this kid can play. He's athletic. He can actually block shots. He can protect the rim. How do you not teach him how to play the game? What are these coaches doing in practice? So you're okay now with Bamba as the backup big to AD? The only regret I have is Bamba wasn't here several years ago, so he could have played with Mamba. Bamba and Mamba. Right. Yeah, that would have been, been fun cool. for you and me. That would have been a great uh, combination. Right. But no, I like Bamba because he, between him and Gabriel, that's two solid backups. Okay, coming up, Michael, I'm going to give you an and opportunity to do something yeah, that wing guy. you love to do. But you're right. It's these centers, there's only two centers in the league, really. Well, <laughs> actually, three now. I'm going to give you a chance to disagree with Keyshawn. Oh, I always do. I'll explain <laughs> coming up next. Andy Kevinitsky and for Mace, Michael Thompson hanging out. Lakers, Bucks Knights. You hear LeBron's out, Mike? <laughs> Yeah, I heard that. You know, he probably his foot sore. He's probably drained from right. the chase. He probably needs a night off. Yeah, there is going to be a pregame ceremony honoring LeBron yeah. starting at six forty. So if you have tickets to the game, try and be there by six forty. They're going to the game seven. Oh, good. They're going to honor yes. LeBron. Yeah, nationally televised. Giannis. I'm going to ask you about Giannis coming starts? up too. What's that? You know why I like 7 o'clock starts? Because you can get home before they close the freeway. Exactly. <laughs> before they start coning <laughs> off the 405 South. <laughs> All right, coming up next, more Mason in Ireland, ESPN LA.